The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen now. Okay. Word. All right. Feeling good? Yeah. At some point, I got to go grab my Hot Pocket out of the microwave. Hot Pocket. <laughs> I, uh, I'm starving. Yeah. How you been? How's, uh, shit, how is everything down there? Well, it's fucking bananas because Texas, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, the smart people are wearing masks and getting vaccinated and doing the right things. Uh, ironically, our school was like, hey, we haven't had many COVID cases like up through the, the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, we haven't had many COVID cases. So, you know what we should do? We should... uh you know, put our cafeteria back to the way it used to be and just tell everybody they don't have to wear masks and, like, double up the amount of people that are in the cafeteria eating lunch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's... The, uh, not having a lot of COVID ha- has no relation to that. Yeah, so uh, so we did that, and then guess what? Uh, everything was fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything was fine, as long as you don't believe in coronavirus. <laughs> oh, ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's our numbers are like shooting through the roof and the district's freaking out now. And they're like, so we know the governor like said that we can't make you wear a mask, but like it would be awesome if you could like help out because we don't have any teachers for the school. So we're like having to call uh, like the bus barn and see if the bus drivers want to come in and like substitute. So <laughs> if you don't want your kids to be taught by a bus driver, could you could you maybe like just have them put on a mask? Like, just during school. <sighs> Stupid. So, you know, that's that's how we're rolling. Yay. Uh, yeah, I know. Here, stop barking. Stop barking. There's nothing to bark at. You're just barking to be an asshole. <laughs> that's what dogs are supposed like to do. That. Podcasts. The, the dogs are supposed to bark while people are recording podcasts. That's the, uh, right? that's the way it goes. Bro, he's like, he's, lo- he's just looking at me. He's like... <laughs> Fuck you. Dude, uh, yesterday, there was a, no, not yesterday, the day before, but uh-huh. it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> I was, since, you know, we have a housing community, whatever that we're living at, there's the rules and stuff, like you have to park in driveways and you can't park out on the street and shit. And so mm-hmm. you have to park in overflow parking if you have, you know, more cars than you have. And so, you know, we have our garage and our driveway because, you know, pretty much everybody has a car here because we're all right. individuals. Um, right. So, you know, it's not that it's not that far of a walk, and it, it helps me get my steps in. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know how it is. Uh, so I'm walking over uh, to go to work in the morning. It's dark, of course, and there's a dog that got out of some yard, and he's growling at me and barking at me. I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, so I'm just kind of just still walking towards it. It's probably like, it's taller than my knees. So it's it's probably at least, you know, two and a half feet tall or something like that. It's pre- it's kind of big. It's like you're forming in your brain like, okay, I'm if like, I have to kick this dog. Yeah, like, I'm, like uh, I'm wearing steel toe shoes, so I think I'm okay if I can connect. <laughs> right it's like not, don't as, then you get a hold of my femur my t- and it's like or if he tries to bite my toes i'll be good but yeah <laughs> so so what happened so i just kind of slowly kind of just like walked around it and it was hanging around like a three house sort of 
area and didn't follow me, which I'm happy about. So I think it probably got out of one of those houses or something like that. Right. Dude, I remember when I was a kid, I was probably like seven or eight years old. And uh, I was going over to my next door neighbor's house, who was my like best friend at the time. I was going over to his house and they weren't home. I didn't know that, but I was over at his house and there was a Doberman pincher that had gotten out of somebody's yard and it was running around the neighborhood and it was at their house. And I was like, I'm going to get this dog away from their house. Like I'm going to shoo it away. So I was like, (laughs) kind of like, get out of here, dog, get out of here. And it wouldn't go. So I did one of those like flex on it things where I like ran at it and was like, get out of here. And it like, <laughs> it backed up at first. And then I was like, yeah, I showed that dog. And I turned around. He came up and like, whop, right in my ass, dude. Oh, like, really? Right in the cheeks. Whop, whop. Did your pants come off and you had your heart boxers on? <laughs> <laughs> but I started bawling, man. I ran home. My, my dad like went out after this dog. Um, they found it. Like they found the owners of the dog. Mm-hmm. It was a whole big like thing. <laughs> I, but it was like back before the days, like where you sued somebody for everything. Like, yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm not a million dollars richer, and you know, and your butt's been deformed ever since, right? <laughs> that, that's why my pants always fall off, not because you know I don't do squats. Yeah, not having a butt is an advantage because the dog can't grab onto it. Then if it's just flat, they'll just yeah, get a like, mouthful uh, of uh, air. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like trying to bite a board. <laughs> Welcome to season eight, episode fifteen of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through every song in the Pearl Jam catalog. I am your host, Brandon Paloma. Each episode, I go track by track with the guest through every album, soundtrack, single, and B-side to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon today talking about the Lost Dog Grammy out of control with guest Harry Geyer, friend of the show, friend in real life. How you doing, buddy? I am fantastic, Brandon. Thank you for once again having me on your wonderful show. Well, thanks for agreeing to be on. (laughs) You said wonderful, so I guess uh, I'll refer to it as wonderful as well. My wonderful show. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that. That should maybe maybe we should consider a name change. To. To, to the wonderful, the wonderful, better band pod. The the wonderful world of Pearl Jam. Uh, nah, okay. nah, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've always well, I've always told people I'm an idea man, but I never said the ideas were any good. <laughs> if you ask my wife, she would say the same thing <laughs> about me. Of course, not you, but yeah, you know. Well, uh, uh, this song is from the 1996 Music for Our Mother Ocean compilation. Uh, the song written by Jamie Has- or Jimmy Haskell, born Sheridan Perlman, and Gary Lee Usher.
it is attributed to the band quote I know, unquote, the I know Silly Surfers. Ah, the Silly Surfers. I was gonna I was gonna jump on top of you right there. Silly Surfers. I know, right? The Silly Surfer. Have you have you listened to the original track? I'm sure you have. Yes, I listened yeah. to the Yeah, just this morning. But it um <laughs> Yep. Pearl Jam, I think, makes that song shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you listen to the original version, I mean, it was recorded in, what, 1964, 60, what was it? Oh, I never read down the... I know, right? It was recorded uh, in the 64. 19- yeah, 64, I was going to say. Uh, it was recorded in the... So it's got that, like, Beach Boys, um, like, 60s vintage kind of sound to it, the, the, the surf rock sound... Um, which mm-hmm. I think Pearl Jam did a pretty good job of keeping intact, uh, but making more modern. The Silly Surfers version of it definitely has like that hollow surf guitar sound to it. Very similar to the Beach Boys. Kids all know that a Grammy's talk is cheap. Tried to hold and curl the pipeline bombs out of saddle bottles. So they just tried to ignore this ugly creep. Cowabunga! His board is always full of things for me. This version, though, uh, has some super surf reverb, I think surf, surf guitar reverb on it, uh, right. courtesy of Brendan O'Brien. Okay. playing that. Yeah. Um, so uh, m- my first experience with that particular track was when I purchased the Save Our Mother, Mother Oceans. Music ah. for Our Mother Oceans. Music for Our Mother Oceans. When I, uh, when I purchased that, when it came out, and it was, I think the proceeds were, were donated to, uh, what was it? Surf. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to give you a hint. Surf. Yeah. The Surf Rider Foundation. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Um, and the album uh, had just a bunch of cover songs on it. Um, I remember, uh, let me think. California Sun by the Ramones. Yeah, I remember that one. Surfing USA by Pennywise. Silver Chair to Surfing Bird. Surfing Bird. Uh, there was, uh, is it Lemmy or Motorhead that, that has a track on there too? Um, Helmet is on there. Oh, they yeah. They do uh, a cover of Army of Me, okay. New York song. Yeah, yeah. Which I, doesn't really fit with surfing. Hey, you know, they probably were like, we need like a couple more guys to like fill out the <laughs> fill out the lineup on this album. So um, we're going to go ahead and and uh, include that. Yeah, no Doubt does a Bad Brain song. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Hold on. My Way or My Wave. Sorry. Soundgarden. Oh, yeah. yeah. Clear. Beastie Boys, which I think are on all three of the compilations, all three volumes right. that they made of that. And and Sprung I, Monkey 2 is on all three of them, which, you know. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's 90s right there. The Reverend Horton Heat and Gary Hoey. Yeah. That's That was, actually, that was actually probably one of my favorite songs on there. The Brian Setzer Orchestra, you know, they were massive when that when that album came out. Like that was a big deal. Wow, I, I man, I don't know why I thought Lemmy or Motorhead was on that album. I must be thinking something different. But anyways, I, th- I think it's I think it's Helmet. <clears throat> yeah, it might have been. I think just because the guy's voice. Maybe. 
Oh, and Primus was on that one too. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. See, they had a lot of massive. They had a lot of massive uh, bands at the time on that album, which was which was pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, so the 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 draw for me was uh, Pearl Jam, probably Pennywise, Primus. Those were probably my my oh and Everclear at the time. Those were probably like my big uh, like oh this is why I'm buying this album. It's because yeah. of those those particular bands. So I remember buying that, and it was shortly after really like your introduction to the band to me of, of Pearl Jam. It was kind of when I was in still my like Pearl Jam discovery phase, which was uh, you know an exciting time in my life, discovering <laughs> discovering good music. I was thinking about we it. We were in high school at this point when this came out in '96. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, still like I, okay, so. I would say, when did you give me? Do you remember when you gave me the uh, the ten um, CD? Yes, import CD. Yeah, was that was that high school? I can't. Remember. Or was um, it? I want to say either. It had to have been. It had to have been like maybe ninth. Yeah, like our freshman year. Maybe fresh. Maybe freshman. <clears throat> yeah, it sounds about right. Because I don't think I don't think in middle school. I think in middle school I was still busy listening to like Dr. Dre and and. Uh, you know, early hip hop stuff that I was listening to. I, that was definitely my more hip hop phase and, and slowly starting to get like interested in more rock and roll at that point. So yeah, you're, you yeah, know, cause I, 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 I think I, I wouldn't have had like the 30, 35 bucks or whatever it was to, to get the import CD at that time. So I can't, I think I, I think I ended up scratching it and had to buy you a new one. Right. Uh, I think what you did is you cracked the case yeah, maybe and then you're like, oh man, I'm going to buy you a whole new copy because it's got like a sticker on the case. And, and I was like, it, it, it's just the case. Don't worry about it. And then you did that anyway. So I was like, oh, well, okay. You got a copy now too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like something along those lines. Um, but so anyways, Pearl Jam, back to Pearl Jam. They, uh, they came out or that, that album came out. And uh, like I said, that was one of the, the draws to that album for me was the, the Pearl Jam song, Grammy Out of Control. So I have a lot of like fond memories of listening to that song, you know, in, in the in the uh, Ford Taurus that I had or uh, Mer- Mercury Sable, I should say, uh, you Not know, the Fiesta at that point. No, because I didn't have a CD player in the Fiesta. I only had oh. a tape deck in the Fiesta. So the Mercury Sable. And then shortly after that, the uh, Bronco 2 that I had, my my SUV. And why did I have a Bronco 2? Well, because on the way to school one day, I decided to jump the uh, Mercury Sable (laughs) across an intersection and (laughs) crash it into the side of a Chevy Camaro. Do you remember that, Brandon? Yeah, that was on a, a, a day of finals, right? It was on a day of finals, and the same day that we were supposed to leave uh, to go to the inaugural parade in Washington, D.C. for the marching oh, band. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, I literally crashed the car and then got on an airplane and flew to Washington, <laughs> D.C. So, you know, kids, slow down when you're going through intersections, even if you think you're not going to make the light. Yeah, yellow doesn't mean speed up. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, that was a, a like one of the formative years of my life. And I just ha- I have a lot of fond memories that that are related with that song and that that particular time in my life. I don't know. Do you remember? Do you remember getting that or did, did, were you did you wait until Lost Dogs to get it? 
Um, I got the I got the music for our Mother Oceans like way later, before Lost Dogs came out. Right. But it wasn't like when it came out. I think I borrowed it from you and uh, recorded that song onto uh, my tape of miscellaneous Pearl Jam songs. Right. I yeah. still have it in my cardboard case out in the, out in my uh, box of CDs. I ha- I kept like. So dumb. I sold a bunch of CDs when we moved, or I gave them away, or whatever, garage sale. And I kept like the ones that I was like, oh, these are my important favorite CDs, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I re- I super regret that. I regret selling all those CDs because I still like go out in the garage and I'll rifle through them because I still have a CD player in the car. And I'll mm-hmm. rifle through them and take like five or six CDs at a time and just put them in the car. And then, of course, my wife's like, why do you have CDs in here? Because I like to listen to them every once in a while. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, it's still one of the CDs that I have in my case that it, I, and, I, and I'm still able to listen to it. It's not too scratched up. Interestingly, I guess, so when, when did Matt Cameron come, like, officially join the band? It was in 98. It was on the 98 tour. Okay. So I was going to say, this one uh, still had Jack Irons yeah. playing the drums on it. So Yeah. Just uh, just Mike and Brennan O'Brien are playing guitar on it. Mm-hmm. Stone is doing the Grammy vocal. Yeah, on it. And then uh, you know the the standard lineup of Jeff and Eddie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know how much to really delve into the song. You know, it's a cover. It's better than the original, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some of that has to do with with just technology and and the ability to sound better on a recording, um, you know, recording it in the 90s versus the 60s. If you listen to the original version, there's like some spoken parts, right, where they say it's it's like a verse or line and then like a spoken like response or. Yeah, that's like the Grammy part. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And in the original version it just it, it the sound of that particular part is a lot more like campy and kind of goofy yeah you know it's sort of like a kind of comedy record sounding yes novelty yeah whereas in the pearl jam version it just, it sounds more like a like i don't know if you'd necessarily hear somebody saying those things but it sounds it's got a more realistic tone to the uh the vocal and the mm-hmm. spoken parts so yeah, if 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 you haven't heard the original version, I, I recommend going back and listening to it and then listening to the Pearl Jam version, kind of compare the two and uh, see what the differences are. I would definitely say that if I was going to listen to a version over and over again, it would definitely be the Pearl Jam version. Yeah. The, um, if you open up your uh, Lost Dogs booklet, if you have that handy uh, in it, Ed says, Brennan O'Brien, the Prince of Surf Guitar originally recorded for the muse for the mother oceans record benefiting the Surfrider foundation they do important work and are a great group they can be looked up at www.surfrider.org and then mike says brendan o'brien amazing guitars on all on this all of them good job <laughs> yeah I, th- I think um if you're if you're looking this up and you're doing some research on it you're kind of like okay who were the silly surfers and you're like, okay, what what is this mm-hmm. band? And you, and you, if you listen to the original, and you're just kind of like, okay, this song doesn't really sound that serious. It does sort of sound like a novelty, right? Well, then, and you go, the and, name of the band is mm-hmm. Silly Surfers, Brandon. I mean, 
Yeah, of course, yeah. It's gonna be novelty. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's there. It, it's silly, you know. It's you know not really serious and stuff. And you, you can go onto Discogs and look up, and they have their um, what is it? Uh, Sounds of the Silly Surfers record. It's like, okay, that's that's the only one they 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 were on. That's the only record they put out. And and you find another one. It's like, oh, here's a here's a promotional record from 1964 with uh, the Silly Surfers and the Weirdos. Why does the Weirdos sound familiar? Well, you look at that and it's like, okay, that compilation record is called Music to Make Models by. And this record was put out by the Hawk Model Company, who creates, who or who created a line of model kits of these surfers called the Silly Surfers and these sort of uh, hot rod toys, hot rod models called... The weirdos who are kind of modeled sort of like okay. in the Rat Fink sort of uh, uh, model. Rat Fink by, mm-hmm. of course, Ed Roth and uh, the weirdos. That art was by Bill Campbell and also the uh, the artist Stanley Mouse Miller, who did uh, the Rat Rods, monsters sort of art of like the hot rod things with those monsters. And they have like the big uh, shifters and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's all sort of the same family. And so this is basically a toy line that these songs were written to promote. Interesting. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Ovaltine? A crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. That's what it is. It's not. It's not a real band. It's these these guys wrote the music, and and you look it up for uh, Jimmy Haskell and Gary Lee Usher, and uh, one of them I think did a lot of soundtracks, and another one he wrote songs for right. a bunch of different people. It's it, you know it, it's always crazy to me when a band like Pearl Jam, because like at the time when they chose to cover this song, they were massive, right? Like it was they were close to the peak of like. Pearl Jamness, mm-hmm. and they chose this song, and it's always interesting to me how bands will choose songs that to cover, and how they like go about like how how it would be interesting to know how they found this song and why they chose this particular song to cover. You know, yeah, um, that's always interesting to me when a band can find a song that's that's not so well known, and Pearl Jam's really good at that. Pearl Jam actually is really good at finding lesser known songs to cover and then making them into something that people are then like, okay, now I want to know who that, like what that was a cover of, where do I find it? How do I kind of go back and look at it? And I also wonder if it increased the sales or distribution of that album after Pearl Jam covered it. Like, I wonder if people were like, oh, I need to find that album or I need to find that song and, and uh, went and, you know, did something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, the the songs, like the Silly Surfer songs, uh, Hot Dogger, Hangin' Ten, <laughs> uh, Beach Bunny, Catch and Raise, A Woody on a Safari, like those are all the names. Uh, Hodad making the scene with a six-pack, those are all names of the models right? that you could buy. They didn't make one for, uh, they didn't make a Grammy one, which of course Grammy is uh, slang for somebody who is new to surfing and possibly a, uh, yeah, a yeah. poser or something, which is, you know, was very important in the nineties to not, uh, you know, to be authentic and not pretend. Yeah. Yeah. To not pretend to be 
<laughs> to not be a poser about being a poser. Wait, don't be. Yeah. Yes. To, 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 yes. To not get into something if you weren't in it from the very beginning or else yeah, you're yeah. jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. So it's, it'd be interesting to know like why that song in particular, why did they choose that one and not one of the others? Was it, you know, I don't know. You need, you know what you need to do? You really need to get some of the guys from the band on the show so we can discuss this. Cause <laughs> I want to know. And I bet a lot of these people want to know that are listening. They're like, why, why Pearl Jam? Why Grammy out of control? Right. So, you know what? You yeah, know, it, it could have been maybe, I don't know. I don't know if any of them like had the models or something like that, that they kind of, and they knew it from having the record or something, or if they really, cause like also like the cover of the record, like it basically shows what those models were, like what they looked like. Right. You know, they're just drawn by that artist, by uh, right. uh, Bill Campbell. Um, so, you know what? I'm, I'm going to propose at this point, Brandon. This is what I'm proposing. Do you, sir, do you and or your show have a TikTok account? No. Wow. Wow. Okay. Because, you know, do, do, are you experienced? Do you have experience with TikTok? I have experience. Okay. Now I might edit this out. I have experience with TikTok. People have started uh, making TikToks of the Kumail Nanjiani uh, celebrity tweet. <laughs> the thing and uh, to tweet back to me and it's like that's pretty awesome <laughs> people are still talking about this five years Heck later yeah they are five six years later that's your, that's your that that's one of your moments in the sunshine brandon you gotta you gotta live it yeah okay so. so there are trends on tiktok that start when you're like okay i'm going to send i'm going to do an at at pearl jam tiktok every day until they say until they either respond or agree to be on my show something you might want to think about just saying you could probably, you might be able to build up some, uh, some, some momentum. Uh, I, and trust me, I've seen crazier things happen. I've seen people like, I'm going to do this every day. And sometimes it takes 30, 40, 50 days of like every day doing it. But I've seen massive celebrities respond to like random people based on just TikToks. So crazier things have happened, Brandon. But how crazy would it be to get? Even one of the guys from the band, who who cares which one, right? Like, <laughs> you know, if you don't want to do the campaign, maybe you need a campaign manager. Just saying. <laughs> uh, I, I think we know what happens when we uh, collaborate on uh, political uh, <laughs> ambitions, which is what came to uh, mind when you said campaign I'll manager. I'll tell you what and, happens. Uh... We destroy the competition <laughs> is what happens. That's what happens. Now, once we get into power, that's a different thing. But getting to the power, <laughs> we can do that. So Yes. I, I, isn't, isn't this year our... Or uh, 25th, oh uh, is it? Yeah. 25 years since we graduated. Wow. Dude, we're officially our parents. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember my parents being like, my 25th high school, you know, high school reunion. Or my 20, you know, my 20th or 30th, whatever it is. I remember that stuff. My kids will remember me talking about. <laughs> well, they won't remember you talking about your 25th high school reunion because no, no. there's not going to no, be no. one. I'm, I was like 30th. <laughs> Or a 20th or a 10th or a 30th. Or... Yeah, at least not for me. <laughs> at least not if we have anything to say about it. <laughs> Se senior class president. Oh. oh my gosh. I might have to refer to you from now on as, as the president. No, no, thanks. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You were the president. You could live back in the glory days of high school. 
I always wonder what it is. True. True that. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this was basically a commercial for uh for That's toys. pretty awesome, actually. I mean, like I said, be interesting to know why they chose this song. Mm-hmm. Of all of the potential surf songs that are out there, you know, they could have very easily chosen, you know, a, a Beach Boys song or a Dick Dale or something like that. Like they could have, mm-hmm. they could have chosen, you know, there's other, there's other handful of, of surf rock songs from that era that they could have easily chosen from a little bit more popular, a little bit more well-known, but uh, they must've had to like, I wonder if it was either somebody like one of them grew up remembering the toy line and was like, Oh, uh, there's this really goofy song that I remember hearing or, or they just found the record at just a record store one day and could have been like, that. Oh, hey, cool. Could have been somebody recommended it. No. I mean, yeah. Could have been a number of things. Like, who knows? That's why I'm saying I'm gonna start the campaign, Brandon. And if and if and if your people, <laughs> right? If your people start doing because I know some of your people have TikToks, I'm sure. Get on that campaign of like, I guess now I'm gonna have to go look and see if like Eddie or Stone or somebody has a TikTok. I don't think any of them have TikTok. Maybe you don't kids know that. Do. You don't know. That 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 would be the thing is like some for some reason like one of Eddie's kids would see the TikTok and then show him. Ooh, and then okay. He'd be like, and then he'd be like, oh, "What the hell is this?" And then his wife would say, "You know, you should do it. You should." Like, oh. See, <laughs> which I think is like all the social media stuff they do is one of their one of his kids shows him and he's like, uh, "I don't know." And then his wife says, "Oh no, that's a good idea. You right? should do that. Oh, you know." Because, like, like, think about it, dude. You're just like a, like a, like a, (laughs) uh, small time, you know, podcast. Like, oh, this podcast about a Pearl Jam show. Like, he would never think that, that I would come and, you know, try and be on a show. It's like, you get an email one day (sighs) that he wants to be on your show. And then he also says, you know, I probably should be on with Harry because, you know. <laughs> I, it's uh, so, my, my engineer needs to be on the, the, the thing, right? The, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, my, uh, my, yeah. Uh, producer. Engineer, that's uh, a good one. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll, no, don't give me the producer title. I do not want that. <laughs> that means I have to do work. <sighs> <sighs> oh, we you know that. This is, bar- this is, this is way more than enough hey, work than you, know you normally what? I'll do, be sidekick. So I'm happy to be called sidekick. <laughs> Uh, what else? Like a, a supporting character on the show, uh, guest star, intern. Get, yeah, intern. Sure, I'll take intern. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna push for this, Brandon. I'm gonna advocate. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go to work. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the people on it, Brandon. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. Okay. Go go All for right. it. Yeah. Uh, this the song has never been played live. Really? How do you think it would be received? If it were well, to be as you know, I think people, you know, especially Pearl Jam fans are very aware of what songs have not been played live. And I think people would freak out if they heard it live because they would know like, oh, we mm-hmm. are special. We get to be part of that. Yeah. Um, Do you think they could pull this off? Um, yeah, I think they could. I think it would t- it would obviously take some, you know, practice, but it's not like it's a super difficult song. You know, I think I, yeah, I think they could yeah. do it. Um, and I, you know, maybe someday they will. Maybe they're just saving it for the like right the moment. They're like, you know, these people deserve something. You know, and give 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 them a little something. I think that 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 show would sort of. I think for a certain po- for a certain segment of the Pearl Jam fan population would blow up. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh shit! It's the Grammy. It's the Grammy <laughs> show. 
And then everybody else would be like, yeah, okay, whatever. I guess I'll go get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think, I think the, well, I mean, if you really think about it too, I think the people that are going to Pearl Jam shows now are either longstanding fans that have been Pearl Jam fans forever, or they're kids of longstanding fans. I don't think there's a whole lot of people right now that are like, yeah, I mean, I guess I like Pearl Jam. I'll go see them, you know? I mean, there might be like some that are just like that nostalgia. Um, you know, I remember that band from the 90s. Sure, I'll go see them. But I think the good, I think I would say the good majority of people that are going to see Pearl Jam know now would uh, maybe not know that they've never played it, but know that it's a song that not everybody gets to hear and be like, oh, this is cool. This is this is something special. You know, it's like maybe see it's how like everybody we, else is reacting and then be like, oh, huh. well, it's people yeah, are going yeah. nuts for this. Oh, I wonder why. Well, like. Remember when we saw uh, when they did Crown of Thorns and it was like, what? (laughs) I'll never forget you like turning to you and you were like, oh, shit. Like, what? I cannot believe they're playing this song right now. (laughs) And I was like, what? What what is this song? (laughs) So, uh, you know, I think that's a pretty awesome, pretty awesome thing. And that was a pretty big moment, you know, uh, even for me who didn't necessarily know, but then knew Mm -hmm. because of you. Like, oh, this is a pretty special moment that we're getting to experience. So I think it would be well-received, even if it wasn't, you know, the best performance of the song. I think just on the fact that it's never been played or... Yeah. I think that that's that would, 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 uh, that's what would happen. So <laughs> yeah, so I, I think we uh, have pretty much said more than anybody else has ever said <laughs> about this song. Hey, well, you know... So it, that's an accomplishment? Yeah. Hell yeah. It, like, it, like, sparks some memories, you know? It's... It, uh, you know, it's not it's nothing special. It's not groundbreaking song. It's fun. It's campy. It was perfect probably for the album. It's um, interesting because, like I said, nobody mm-hmm. probably knew this song before it was it was put on the album. And especially when you look at the rest of the album, you look at the songs that were on it. You know, a lot of the songs that were on it were songs that were known. Um, California Sun, Surfing USA, Surfing Bird, Wipeout. You know, a lot of the songs that were on it were were songs that you know, people would have heard before. So for them to kind of choose a song that was lesser known. Nobody yeah, knew. Yeah. Uh, you know, was kind of a brave thing for them to do to put on an album like that. Um, you know, cause I'm sure they, there was probably a portion of people when they said, Hey, this is the song we're going to submit. And they were, there was probably a portion of people that were like, uh, what is this song? Why are you choosing it? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think the other half then would have been like, well, you're Pearl Jam, you can do whatever you want. So. <laughs> yeah, at that time, yeah, probably. They were like, I, we don't care. We just want your name on the album. You could say, uh, you know, seagulls pooping on cars and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> you could fart on a <laughs> snare drum. And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that was the airheads, right? <laughs> was that? <laughs> I think so. Is that I ain't farting on no snare drum? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I ain't farting on no snare drum. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, you're probably right. We probably have spoken more about this than anybody else. Yeah. So let's let's wrap this up then. Harry, one of my dearest, longest tenured friend. Yes. Yeah, that's the way to say it. I don't want to you know make it seem like you're old and say oldest friend. Cause I'm tenured though. I think that means you can't get rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, since this is Pearl, they were still. I'm still counting this as Pearl Jam 30 year because it's the it's the 30th. We're still in the 30th anniversary of 10 being released. Okay. 
So I, I'm, I, I've been asking some people, just like Eddie is asked at the end of single video theory, I now pose the question to you, Harry, what does Pearl Jam mean to you? So Pearl Jam to me means, well, let's put it this way. Pearl Jam to me was, was music that you, uh, that I will always tie back to you because you were the person that introduced me to Pearl Jam. So any memory that I have really regarding Pearl Jam is a memory that I, that, uh, that where you come forward in my, you know, in my memories, because a lot of the times that I was listening to them or the times I went and seen Pearl Jam, I think, I, I don't think I've ever seen a Pearl Jam show without you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that uh, our friendship comes to mind. You know, it was also a time where rock and roll was really being reintroduced into my life. My parents grew, both grew up with rock and roll and that, you know, as a kid, that's what I listened to. And like, I'd say during my rebellious music years where I started really getting into like hip hop and some other things, you know, I kind of got away from rock and roll where I didn't really care much about it. Um, And then like middle school, you know, middle school, high school was where I really started to appreciate it again. And, and so, you know, to me, Pearl Jam was a big part of that. You know, uh, a lot of the the live shows, a lot of the first live shows, a lot of the experiences that I had, you know, at that early time in my high school career were attributed to the to the band Pearl Jam. Um, A lot of really good times, a lot of good memories, which is which is awesome. And, you know, even some sad times, even some things that that happened, you know, that were less fun to remember, um, still had moments of Pearl Jam in them. You know, so it's 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 tied very tightly to my teen youth, I should say. So I guess to me, I mean, it's something that uh, until I uh, until Alzheimer's sets all the way in that I will (laughs) I will always have fond memories of, you know, good or bad going going up through high school and even into my young adult years, um, you know, where I focused really heavily on on listening to a lot of Pearl Jam. That's that's something I'll have with me for the rest of my life. And again, you know, a lot of the a lot of the memories I have are tied back to our friendship. You know, there's a lot of things that come to mind when I listen to Pearl Jam. So, you know, I, I, is that a good is that is that good answer? Yeah. OK, good, good, yeah, good, good. good. Yeah. good. Well, yeah. yeah, that's so that's 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 kind of how I feel. Well, thank, 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 thanks for making it about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest, Brandon. If you wouldn't have brought Pearl Jam into my life, would we be sitting here now talking about them? Probably not. Uh, no. Yeah. See. So, so it's so actually thanks to you for having an awesome friend like me that could come on your show to help you talk about the the band Pearl Jam with you and about you. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, yes, that's very, uh, very recursive. You know, I don't know if I follow, so I, thank uh, you for thanking me for thanking you. Well, thank you for being a friend. You're welcome. You have no idea how difficult it's been. All right, Pete Betty White. Oh, <laughs> Betty White. Uh, did you hear that? Like, how much animal shelters and stuff raised on on her birthday on the seventeenth or whatever? Uh, I so, don't hear exactly how much, but I know that there was a, a lot. So there were, you know, there was that challenge of getting people to donate like $5 to the local animal shelters or whatever. And there were some, there was, uh-huh. I mean, there's no way to really tally like how much was raised across the board. But I know there in some of the bigger cities, they were, there were uh, shelters and stuff that raised up, upwards of $30,000 in one day. Oh, wow. I know our local shelter here raised just over three grand, which was a big mm-hmm. deal for them because, 
you know, they said that that unless there's like some kind of pet drive or something, the donations are less than five hundred dollars a year. Oh, wow. Outside of like a fundraising drive, so to, for them to get an extra three grand was like a big, a big deal. Yeah. So pretty awesome, pretty awesome thing, and hopefully that becomes like an annual tradition where people are like, you know what, January seventeenth, donate some money to a pet, an animal shelter and kind of help out. Yeah. Yeah. So last time I'm going to implore your fans, throw some TikToks up, throw some <laughs> Instagrams up, whatever it is, throw them at the band. Be like, hey, you need to come on this guy's show. He does a fantastic job. He really, uh, you know, dives deep into Pearl Jam, does his research. He's a good guy. Good guy to have. And, and you know, he could, he could use the love. He could use the love. Right? So any of, any of your fans out there, I'm telling you, get out there, get on social media, say, Eddie, Stone, Mike, whatever, come be on, uh, Jeff, you know, come, come, come be on the show. A group, a group would be awesome. I mean, if we could just get the band together, <laughs> like, you know, that, uh, do it. But, you know, if not, just, you know, one or two, three. Yeah, just get it out of the way. Just do it all in one shot, you know. That, yeah. That way, you know you or, know. or like I said, you could get one at a time, spread it out over a couple of shows. Whatever, whatever works well for the yeah, band. Schedules, you know, it's hard to get people together. Sometimes you just gotta. You hey, know. you know, whatever works good for the band. We're, we're, I'm sure Brandon's open to, to whatever, you know, whatever's gonna work for you. However, since I suggested it, bro, you know, I gotta be on that show. So, <laughs> even if it's, even if you've booked another guest to be on that show, they get the boot, okay? Because you know, longtime <laughs> friend, idea guy. <laughs> Again, I must say, I don't endorse this. Yet, I do not rebuke it either. <laughs> Good job. Harry. Yes, sir. Thanks for just bullshitting and, I guess, talking for Yeah, of you. course. Always good talking with you. Love you, yeah, man. Yeah, love you too, man. And Talk to you later. All right. Thanks. All that Fine. Stuff. I'm out of here. Bye. The Better Brand Podcast is produced by Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by their respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Man Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at betterbandpod. I'm on Twitter at Brandon P. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you would like to support this podcast, you can go to either ko-fi.com slash Brandon P or patreon.com slash Brandon P. You can also just give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, but don't forget to tell your friends. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Harry and as always, this is Brandon saying... Pray for Mojo.